0: Today's Dach is Dach Aleph. We're holding at the two dots, the second line of M'Alef Ahmed Alif. So we said that the uh, Kohen Gadol would read, in, uh, this is HaKel, uh, I'm sorry, this is on Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, after he did the Avodah, he would read from the Torah, and he would read Ach Mos, which discusses the uh, halochas, uh, some of the details of, your, of the Yom Kippur service. And then he would jump to Ach Be'asor, but so Moriah has the following question. If you learn Masechus Megillah, Masechus Megillah says the following, I mean, I'm going to ask you the following contra- contradiction, that you're only allowed to skip in of Torah from one portion to another portion, from one, peri- one chapter to another chapter, only in Novi. But in Torah, where we want people to keep a focus because it's halacha, and there's, there's certain things that are important for them to hear. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we don't allow them to skip around. So, how do we allow the Kohen Godol on Yom Kippur to skip from, uh, from Achre Mos to Emor? So, so Abaya says that it's not difficult because, the, because if you're still skipping when the translators translating, so there's not going to be any gap. There's not going to be any time where people are just going to be sitting around waiting for nothing happening. Then you're not allowed to skip. But if as long as the translator, since there is, not, it's not so far from Acharei Mos to Emor. While the translators translate the last couple of psukim, that's where they can uh, roll ahead and get to Parshas Emor. Says the Gemara, that answer doesn't work. Because because the brysa in, 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 in Megillah says as follows, that Medalgam menove and torah Torah, like we said, you can skip in Novi, you cannot skip in Torah. And then the brysa qualifies, and how long are you allowed to skip in Novi? In Novi, how long are you are allowed to skip? Ad right? That only by Novi you're allowed to skip while the translator is translating. What does that imply, that by Torah? You're not, you're not allowed to skip at all, even when the translator is translated. We can infer the Torah, khaloi. So, Ella, I'm a rabbi. So, now has to qualify it a little bit. What Abaya is going to tell us the following, is that by Novi we allow you to skip when the translator's translating, but you're allowed to skip to, to, to different areas, even if they don't share the same idea, the same theme, right? By Torah, if they don't share the same idea, or the same theme, you're never allowed to skip. But if it is the same idea, the same theme, then even by Torah they'll allow you to skip as long as the translator is still translating. So therefore, basically as follows. Yes, it's true, there are certain areas of Torah you can never skip, and by Novi you can. That's if it's two different themes. But if it's the same theme, then you can skip by Torah, and you can skip by Novi. However, whenever you skip, whether when it's you're allowed to skip by Novi or when you're allowed to skip by Torah, it has to be specifically when the Translate is translating. So over here on Yom Kippur, when you're going from Parsha's Mos to Parsha's Emor, and it's both discussing the theme of Yom Kippur, then on Yom Kippur you're allowed to skip. That's the point that's being made. So, Amara by Loikash, it's not difficult. As long as it's one theme, one idea, Khan, when you're not allowed to do it by Torah, it's Beshnein Yonim. This is Rebbe this is being a support, not a question. Is that by Torah, we only allowed to skip if it's the same theme. By Novi, you can even skip when it's two separate themes. But in both cases, when you're allowed to skip, whether it's by Torah or it's by Novi, there is an overarching requirement is that the, no, the, the translator still has to be translating. Now, once we discuss the, in the beginning of the prize, we bring the whole Novi, and we don't allow to skip from one Novi to a different Novi. means even, though, even when you're allowed to skip in Novi, it has to be within the same Novi. And you're yeah. and you're cheskel, but you can't skip from one Novi to another. Yeah. Even if the translator is still translating, we don't allow that. That's like too confusing for the people. And even in Yanechad, we don't allow However, there's a book called Treyasar, which is made up of twelve, but it was very small, so they all made it into one safer. So then, medalgin, then you can skip from one novi to another. However, you cannot go backwards. You cannot go even if the translator is still translating. You cannot skip backwards in the novi. You can only skip forwards in the novi. Let's go on. So he said that there's actually three parts that the Novi, that the Kohen, the Kohen Godel would read on Yom Kippur. One is from Parashas uh, Mos, And then when the translator is translating, he would roll ahead to Emor. And then he would close the Sefer, roll up the Sefer. And by heart, he would say, uh, he would read from Sefer Ba'midbar. From Sefer Bamidbar, he would read. Now, the the the, uh, but he would announce what statement would he announce? He would say, "Is I'm not finished reading. There's more to be said." But he made that announcement. There's more to be said, and therefore, uh, and and he made that announcement. So, what I want to know, Kolkach Lamo. And says, why does he have to make an announcement, is that I haven't finished everything that needs to be read, and there's more to be read. Why does he have to make that announcement? Is shalom lehotzilaz al-sefer Torah. Because we don't want people to think that the reason why he rolled up the sefer is that they found a disqualification in the sefer, and therefore there was something wrong with it. So what he has to say is, we, we still have more to do and more to say but it's in the base Sefer Bamidbar, and that's why he rolls up and he doesn't. But he has to make that announcement, because if no announcement's made, and people see they started reading from an open Sefer, then they closed the Sefer and read from some other place, what they're going to think is, they don't have another Sefer Torah. And what happened was, they found a disqualification in the Torah. Mm -hmm. All right. And and we said that from the psukim of Ba'asor, that which is also discussed in Yom Kippur in Bamidbar, that is done by heart. So says like this. Now this question is a little difficult because we already answered it, but it's a segue into the next question. Why? Why should he not just roll to there and read that inside as well? Now you all know the answer for that. What's the answer? Right? So uh, because right, because you can't you can't roll and have everybody sitting around doing nothing, yeah, that's considered yeah. to be a lack of honor to the tzibur, right? The tzirch of the That's why a, a, a Gabbai should always have the Sefer rolled before. before. Yeah. So, Amar Rab bar Yehuda, Amar Rab Sheishan, Lefiche'en go'lun Torah, but Tzibur, you don't roll a Sefer Torah in public. So, Moritz says, okay, so why don't you take out two Sefer Torah, bring a second Sefer Torah, and read from the second place, right? V'lezi Sefer Torah achrina velikri, so, Bar we have Rishon, because people are still going to think maybe there's something wrong with the first one. And Rav Amar Lufisha Brocha By opening up the second Sefer Torah, you're going to have to make another Brocha. So, therefore, it becomes a Brocha that's not necessary. We don't make a Brocha that is not necessary. So, the Mura says like this let's analyze this for a moment. He says, the first reason, basically saying, that if you take out more than one Sefer Torah, it could look like there's something wrong with the first one. We know that that's not the halacha. We know no, that. Know. Right. That's what no, i going to ask. Are we cautious that you take out more than one Sefer Torah? People are going to think there's a blemish with the, with the previous one. We said Sometimes you have Rosh Teves falls out on Shabbos, there you have three saved for Torahs, maybe Sholosh, forget about two, you have three, right? Because it is Hanukkah, it's Rosh Chodesh, and it's Shabbos, right? And we don't say, well, we're worried about, uh, looking at the early ones that look like they're qualified, right? The Korah, Minyanos Shayam, which is Shabbos, Akashol Rosh Chodesh, and Echem Shol Hanukkah. So says like this, there it's different because it's three different people getting three different aliyahs. When it's three different people getting three different aliyahs, people will understand that it's clearly not that something was wrong with the first one. If was something wrong with the first one, the same person would be getting the aliyah. So therefore, mm-hmm. but on on, on on Yom Kippur, the Khan Gadol is the only one doing the reading, which is only him. So therefore, there is much greater... Concern that people are going to think there's something wrong with the previous Sefer Torah. So, therefore, of Gavri, but of Sifri, three people with three different Svarim, Leke Pagama, there's no Pagam. Chad Gavra betrays Sifri, but you have one person reading from two different Sifri Torah, Ikke there there's a problem that it looks like there's a blemish on the Sefer Torah. So, we said the Kohenbride would do the first Bracha, he would read. And then he would do eight brachos. We went through what the eight brachos are. Tanravonim, we went to the brays. Havarchim, ala Torah, ala Torah, kederech shmavarchim, beis akneses. That, lanu teras MS. That's the same after brach. That's the first one. Alavayda. Is what say, Al Haidu is Al Mechilas Avain, that's, uh, Asheb Achar the that finishes off, it's the middle bracha on Yom Kippur that you do in the Sheman which finishes off, uh, Melech, uh, L'chol uh, uh, Melech, uh, uh, Al Color Aret, Makaresh. Uh, Yisrael v'yomakipurim, that long one, that's 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 uh, the mechilas avon, and that's katikna. Those follow the established nusach that was established for everyone to say, which is retain moedim and the middle bracha. Then alamikdash, right? Alamikdash, Rashi brings down is he brought down before on the Mishnah. You make a bracha alamikdash choy baruch, asher bachar ba mikdash special bracha for this occasion, that's B'fnei Atman, that's independent bracha. Al kehanim. that's a special bracha, B'fnei Atman. Al Yisroel, that's a special bracha, V'chayisim Boruch Yisroel. All right, B'fnei Al Yerushalayim, that's also a special bracha that was said for this case, uh, for specifically for this, and this situation. And then the Mishnah said, V'ashar B'tefilah. So what does it mean? I means there's like some additional bracha at the end, which is something referring to tfilah. So what does that mean? It means that in that last brochah, you mentioned different uh, different expressions of tefillah. You mentioned tefillah, prayer, techina, supplication, rina, praise, bakosha uh, requests. That your nation of Israel needs uh, to be needs salvation. That's the last of the brochahs. After that, after the reading of the Torah by the Kohen Gadol, and after everybody has read, so then everybody maybe maybe so Everyone brings a save Torah, their own private save Torah that they had at home. The Korebo, and they read from it. The And why do they do this? Haras, Everyone wants to show the beautiful Sefer uh, the beautiful save Torah, the way it's written. It's like uh, it's it's the piercing of the uh, of the nace. Of the Sefer Torah that they've written for themselves. Now, Rashi brings down a question over here. Rashi brings down, I believe it's Rashi, that uh, how is it possible, maybe it was Tosis. how is it possible for them to bring, you know, a lot of carry in a public, in, on, 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 it's Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur. So, right, so uh was it Tosas? Let me just remember so it yesterday. Alright. So Rashi, where is was that where you see it? On the left side, right? It looks like I see the word Kipporim. Yom Kipporim. And the two Kipurin. answers that are given are number one is either it's going like the opinion that there is no din, this on um, like Shabbos of carrying in Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, that's one opinion. The other opinion is that they would bring it before Yom Kippur and have it prepared if they close to the Azaras, they would not have to carry it on Shabbos. That's the other answer that's given. All right. Where did I see this yesterday? Um, uh, I don't remember where I saw it. Okay. All right, let's go on. Um, next Mishnah. Zog Dei Lugam So we said that the Hakel, which is Parsha Zamel, what the, the king has to read once every seven years. He has to read uh, a certain sukkim from Devarim, we're going to see, and it had to be in Losh Naka it couldn't be in any language. So what exactly happened? So Mozi Yomtiv, Harishon Shel the first days of Sukkus. after the first day of sukkahs, one day Sukkus means the first night of Cholam Moed, Bashmini uh, on the 8th, now we're going to see what does 8th do over here, it's in, in, in masculine, Shmini refers to days. It's not can't be the eighth day of Sukkot, because we just said that, what? It's the, after the first day of Yom Tev. So what is Shmini referring to? We'll see. Pomo after the cycle, the seven-year Shemitah cycle, alright in right, eights, they would erect a... Uh, a, a, a Podium made out of wood, bazaar in the courtyard. For who he would sit on it. as the Pazik says, at the end of seven years, on the holiday, etc. Chazan Hakneses, so the same thing we had before by the Kohen Gadol, they do for the king. The uh, the would would take the sevator, notal the rosh not Haknes give it to the president. The rosh Haknes, the president would then the would give it to the assistant Kohen Gadol. Zgan notal Kohen Gadol, the Skan would give it to the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Gadol and the melech. And he would give it to the king. But the Melech would stand or Kabul and receive it, Korah Yoshev. However,
1: mm-hmm. unlike
0: in the case of the king, here the king would receive because it's covered of the king, he would read it sitting. A balkera normally has to stand, here the king would read the, the melech would read it sitting. Now there was a king whose name was Agrippas. Now, who was Agrippas? There were actually two Agrippas in history. It was Agrippas I, and there was Agrippas number 2. So, we, it's clear from Rashi that the Agrippas we're talking about over here, they were from the Herodian dynasty. The Herod was a slave that uh, overthrew the Hashmonai dynasty and made himself into a king, which means the lineage was tainted because he never really was set free. And he took over from that uh, uh, from that dynasty. And uh, and and he had uh, I believe he had his a son which was Agrippus I and then uh, then and, and there was a later grandson or there that was Agrippus number two. We're talking about Agrippus number two, Agrippus number two was a vassal of, of Rome. He was appointed by Rome to be in charge of Judea, and uh, he actually, they rebelled against him uh, before the destruction of the base on and they kicked him out, and he joined the Romans legions when they came to destroy. Uh, this isn't by the second base on But this Agrippas at the time. Was trying to engender good, faith, good feelings with the Chachamim, and it says that he was, he was the king. So he was reading from the Torah during HaKel. So Yoshev Agrippa Samelech, so I'm sorry, Agrippa Samelech Ahmad, Vekibo, he stood to accept the Torah, Vekara Omei, and uh, he felt it's respectful that he should stand when he read and not sit. The Chachomim actually praised him for doing it. Shege, when he got to a pasuk in Sefer Devarim, it was reading. It says, <coughs> that the, the king should be of pure lineage and should not have a tainted lineage." So zolgu <coughs> <coughs> He cried because he recognized the fact that there was yeah. some tainted blood over there. Am the altis yara and the the ones that criticize them, they like flattered him. They said, "Do not worry, Acheinu Ata, you are our brother. Acheinu Ata, you are our brother." The Korem etchilas el ha'tvareh. begin from the beginning of Sefer Tvorim ad Shma until Shma. That's impartial by Vayeshev. For Shma, then you would read the Shma. V'ha'yam shamua, which means you would skip to Akiv, aser to aser, skip to aser to aser, then skip to kisachad la'aser and complete. Taking your Amasis, and then you read Parsha Samelech, the laws of the king, or Brachas the he read the blessings and the curses, actually, go Merkola Parsha until he finishes that entire portion, and then he, uh, and, and right, it means, it's interesting because this Hasidim, I don't know, this far have that same minah, on, 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 uh, is a, on Rava, they go through the whole Sefer devorim every year. Every, uh, so he, he didn't read everything? But in, according to what we're saying, yeah, he only picked selected play, portions that he did it, and then when he concluded the Brahush, Koengod, Mevaruch Aisan and Mel Mavaruisan, the same eight blessings that were made but before by the on Yom Kippur by the Koengoto, the king made on Hakel, El Shana, Sheldogalam Tagas Makilas Avan, except the Ashurba uh which on Yom Kippur and Mokhala Vona Sar obviously he's doing it on sukkas, so he finishes it uh Israel the way you finish for Sukkas and not the way you would finish for Yom Kippur. That's the only change that he made. Mm. Now, <laughs> let's go on. I so wants to know, what has it been in the beginning of the Mishnah? Parsha HaMelech, it says, "Mitzi Yom Tov Rishon After the first night, uh, after the first day of Yom which that night, uh, which would be the first day of Cholomoed, it would start yes. setting things up for him to read the next day. And then it's a Bashmini. Bashmini Al That's not the eighth day. Right, so and Shmini is masculine. Yom is Shmini, right? It, it's not referring to the year of the cycle because then it will be female. Because Shana is female, and it will be Shminis. So one says that actually you have to change to change the girsa. So Ima b'Shminis meaning it has to say Motzi Shvi on the eighth year, which is the year after the seventh of the Shemitah cycle. That's what the is referring to, the cycle of the seven. This is the eighth, the beginning of the eighth year. So that's it so, so. Now the one wants to know that the posuk that's written concerning this seems to have a lot of clauses. Why we have wanna know why all of those clauses are necessary? Right? If you take a look at the Posuk that talks about the reading of of, of the uh, of Hakel, so uh, we want to uh, all of the uh, we want to know why all of those uh, clauses are mentioned. So, why do you have to have all the clauses? You need them all. If you wrote uh, uh, <clears throat> at the end of seven years, so remember, when is this being told to them? This is being told to them in the 40th year, right? Moshe Rabbeinu is giving them strong the 40th year. So if you said in, at the end of the seven years you're going to do Hakkel. they might think when do they have to start counting? Seven years from now, Shemitah would only start 14 years later when they conquered and divided up the land. So therefore, if you just said uh, at the end of seven years. So then, they would think they should start counting right now. Even though it's not a Shemitah year, because as I said, the Shemitah doesn't count, doesn't start until the dividing of the 14 years. So, therefore, it doesn't just say that at seven years, it says, now, if it would have just said, that the end of the Shemitah, that's when you do it, so the end of the Shemitah could be before Rosh Hashanah. That seventh year is already before Rosh Hashanah, is the end of the Shemitah. How do you know to wait until the beginning of the eighth year of Sukkot? It would just say the end of the seven-year cycle. So, Shemitah, that for Rosh Hashanah could be the end of Shemitah. Because of Rachmana, Bamoed, that's why it says no on the festival. On the festival, it's not before Rosh Hashanah. So, so if it only said, havamina so maybe it means Rosh Hashanah. It means on Rosh Hashanah do hakel. It's the end of the Shemitah cycle. It's on a holiday, right? So, therefore, that's why it emphasizes, it's not enough just to write at the end of the Shemitah cycle on the holiday. It has to say specifically, if it only wrote, you might have thought that it's motzi of the last day of Sukkot. Now who says it means the first day? Because of At the time when they all come up. When do they all come up? They all come up in the beginning. They don't come up at the end. That's when they leave. So therefore, means the beginning of the Yontav, the beginning of the holiday, and the end of that Yontav, which is the first day's Yontav, that's when they would do the HaKel. Okay. Let's go on. So the Mora says, the same diuk we had before, in Baba in in Yesh Noch, in machlokus whether you're allowed to show cover to a Talmud in front of his Rebbe. And the Mora says, it seems to be here from here that you do, because the Shamas is giving it to the President, and the President is giving it, this is all in front of the Kohen Gadol, and in front of the Melech in this case, so you're showing kovit, so therefore, doesn't that seem to say, shvat no, chokin kovit the Talmud, bemokam that you can show cover to the Talmud in front of, the, uh, of, 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 his, of his teacher. So, no, as we said before, this whole system of giving it to one or the other and going up the chain is all for the covet of the melech. It's not to show covet to the lesser ones. It's all to show covet to the greater ones, how many levels there are until you get to him. So, because all of his covets, you can't bring that as a riah. Now, so it says the king would stand up to receive it, and then actually it actually says he would read it sitting. But the fact that it says that he, was, he, got, he stood up to receive it implies that he was sitting before him. The same question we had before. The Chorah, the only ones are allowed to sit in the Azorah. Okay,
1: right. uh, the Not only the
0: king, the king from the lineage oh, no, of David no, Melech. No, no. no, no, no. This is a grip us. A, uh, right, if anything, right? he, was, he, you know, he wasn't from that, that, uh, that lineage. That so so was, was one of the things that happened with the uh, Ten Tribes when he came uh, to the base of make that strike. He's... He had to stand while the king from Yehuda was able to sit. Right. That's that's. I mean, that was. In, the, in in Rishon this is Baishen right there was something else now V'kora Yoshev Agrippa Zamelech Amad V'kira Karava Omen. Omen means he stood up now to accept the V'kira Yoshev and this is what we quoted yesterday that the same answer we gave yesterday we said the same answer we're going to give later on we give now to explain the king to explain the, 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 the Kohen God well now we explain the king is that actually the place they set it up wasn't in the actual Ezra Yisrael, but was in the Ezra Shishim so there's no problem somewhere it says like as Amar Mar En Yeshiva David an same answer gave here too. It's the Now where exactly the was I thought well, David also was or was. was allowed to sit in the actual Azorah. Yeah, right, he was allowed to sit in the actual Azorah. Now Shabchu says the they 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 praised him for doing the right thing. That what that he was mokhl on his covered and he didn't sit down, right? He was allowed. He, he should have been allowed to sit, but his mokhl is covered. And we said it's not a problem of sitting. Why is it not a problem of sitting? <laughs> right. So why? So why someone said like, it like this. What well, someone says? Shabchu michlal the shabbat it implies that he did the right thing. It says someone like this. The morning in kedushin discusses whether a talmud chacham is allowed to be mokhl on his covered. No, no, you take the aliyah, or you bench, right? So it says that even if you hold a Talmud Chokham could be Mochil in his covenant, and even if you hold a Nasi, a Nasi is like a prince of Israel, he's allowed to be Mochil, everyone agrees that a Melech, he's not allowed to be Mochil in his covenant. Why? Because Malchus comes from, it's Malchus Shamayim. Malchus is divine. In fact, even by the Goyim, they believe, you know, they make this big tumult about King Charles, whatever, they believe that it's it's divine. So malchus, you can't be Moichel on the malchus of Hakadosh Baruch right? So therefore, why are they saying you're doing the right thing? He's not doing. It's not his covet to be Moichel on. Someone says like this. Someone says it like this: The Chayra Mechalas Shabbat Kavad is doing the right thing. Amar of Ashi, I feel lulemand. I'm even coming to being that his Nosheh Shmachelav Kvoidek Kvoide Machol. Let a Nosheh to be Macholus Kavad. but Melech Shmachelav Kvoide, but if a King and Kavad cannot be Melechol, she never sayim to see my lechemela. You shall impose upon yourself, place upon yourself a King Melech. Shaday a Moshe Alecha. You have to put his awe upon you. You have to accept his awe upon you, his reverence upon you, and he can't be Melechol. Therefore, when says like this, he's not being moichel for your covid, he's being moichel for the mitzvah. He was doing it for the mitzvah of Hakel. Uh, so that. The king is allowed to be Moichel because that's covered Hashem, that's not covered of the Tzibur. That's what he is allowed to be Moichel for. Mitzvah shan, to do the Mitzvah's different. says, When he got to the Passock, you're not allowed to have somebody that is not from the lineage, our uh, complete lineage of the Jews, it says a stranger should not do it. He started crying and they said, No, no, you're our brother, you're our brother. So it says more like this. At that time, when they said, they flattered him, and they said, You're our brother, you're our brother, the enemy of Israel deserve to be destroyed. Now that's a uh, euphemistic statement, right? It doesn't mean the enemy should have been destroyed, doesn't want to say they should have been destroyed. Why? Shekhni Agrippas because they flattered Agrippas right, because the truth is he wasn't supposed to be the king. I'm Rab Shimon I'm sorry, that from that day that the fist, the power of flattery took over from the leaders of Klai the greatest rabbis of Klai Yisrael, it had a major impact moving forward. Nisav hadinim, all justice became uh, perverted. All justice became perverted because they did something that was deceitful and dishonorable and these are the greatest people. That affected all justice moving forward. And all actions became tainted because now there's suspicion. Everybody who sees, even the greatest people, know that they're deceitful, that they're not completely honorable because look how they acted with... And nobody can ever say to his friend that my actions are greater than yours. What that means is that nobody can ever now criticize or castigate somebody for doing something wrong because even the greatest person is not viewed as objectively being great because even no matter how great you are, they're suspicious that that person... Is actually doing things that are not correct, and therefore takes away the ability for one person to go ahead and give Musa to somebody else. of He says that it's not clear cut; it's not black and white. That in this world there are times where you have to be able to flatter even people that are wicked. Right? You have to. You have to know. You have to just. You have to have discernment as to when. You know. You go to the White House, or whatever it is. You, know, you have to know when it is okay to show some level of flattery. Not across the board. How do we know? That shenema lo yikra oid Naval not nadiv. So when the sheikh comes, they will no longer have to call a disgusting person a nadiv, a generous person. <laughs> and to somebody that is lustful, lo yomar <clears throat> They're not going to have to refer to him as noble. Meaning, that means Mashiach comes, they're not going to have to do it. The implication is though, before Mashiach comes, that in this world, sorry that sometimes it's, you're allowed to do it, right? You're allowed to do it when it's necessary. He's a similar idea you see from Yaakov and Esau. What did Yaakov say to Esau? seeing your face is like seeing the face of God or the face of an angel and and you have appeased me but you see that doesn't that mean that Yaakov was uh, on some level flattering Esau right now Rashi says that it was like Rashi learns in the that it was the Malach of Esav that came and I beat him up. You know, you start with me, I'll beat you up as well, right? But but it's, but but Levi and it also argues this this interpretation that Yaakov was flattering Esav really argues with Rabbi Levi. Dam Rabbi to Shil Yaakov, Esav L'mah Hadavar That this story, the encounter of Yaakov and Esav, how can you, what can you compare it to? The Adam Shazima and eschaveiro A person invited his friend to come and eat by him. And the friend very quickly realizes this is a setup, and that he plans on murdering me. He has me now in his clutches, and he wants to murder me. He recognized that he wants to murder him. I'm alone, so the the, the friend says to the one that that thinks he's going to murder him, he says like this. He's like eating the soup. He says, you know, this soup is so good, uh, this, this tastes exactly like the soup that I had by the king last week. He name drops. Why is he name dropping? It is the soup that I had by the king last week. So now he's going to think twice about wanting to murder him. So this guy is, can eat soup by the king. Right. Right. Maybe yeah. he does so He them. says, that's what Yaakov is doing. Seeing your face is like seeing the face of God. Which means he sees the face of God. Sees the face of God, maybe I shouldn't uh, start up with him. So it's not a straight out act of flattery according to Levy. So, any like this? This taste of this, 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 this food that I'm tasting, like I tasted in the kingdom. It's the palace of the king. So, Ammar, So, therefore, the, the person with murderous intent says, He knows the he knows the king. Mustafa, and therefore he gets afraid. V'lo does not murder him. adam Anybody that has this meter of flattering, may the af oilong. Brings anger to the world. That those that have flatterous intent they bring af, af is a, is a anger, God's anger, a certain type of anger into the world. Right? Od Elish ain't and not only that, his thrillers no longer will be heard. It's a scary thing, right? Knocks out many Yeshiva dinners. Shenemar. <laughs> <laughs> so it says like this, as the positive says, Lo mm-hmm. yesh that uh, ki uh, asram. He says that they will not be able to cry out and and when they are in uh, in pain when they have distress. That's the end of that positive because they had flattery. Siman af oiver or kehenem nido kola. That's the mnemonic. Adam Anybody that has this quality of flattery, Afilu Iman even fetuses in their mother's womb curse him. Rosha Ato, someone who says to someone who's who is wicked that you are indeed righteous, nations will curse him. Is amuhu, he'll be castigated by leumim. We're gonna see what Laumim here needs fetuses. Ain kov The first part of the passage, kavu, 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 is the kavu cove is also not We see by Bilam. Bilam said to Balak, he says, uh, he says, I uh, I cannot curse them because Lord kava kill, because God does not curse them. So you see, the word kava means cursing. The ain laum and usually means nationality, but here it means uh, fetuses. is that one that 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 that, that, that <coughs> shame. The yeshiva of shame when when. Um, when Rivka went to ask why she's feeling all of this fighting going on in her be- belly, they said one um will be more powerful than the other. They're going to be constant strife. But you see what's referring to for fetuses. So you see the word um means um of the um. is referring to fetuses. So the other two, the, the, the fetuses will castigate or or... or, 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 or uh, speak negatively about the person who has flattery. Anybody that has flattery, it's a one-way ticket, a straight ticket to Gehenna. Woe to those that say concerning that which is evil is good, and that which is good is evil. And what's Mark Sivachra? What's the rest next? The, the, the right after that, it says. So too. That just as the uh, straw is consumed by the tongues of fire, and uh, the, uh, the wisps of, of, of flame will totally uh, burn up. Uh, so it, it's referring to right after flattery, not referring to the fires of Gehenna. So the person who flatters goes into the fires of Gehenna. Somebody flatters. Now, flattering is a power of control. Because you now put into someone's mind that he is not who he is, that's why it's considered like murder. It's it's a char- character character ident- assassination. You make someone feel that he's someone who is not, and then he acts in thinking that's who he is. So, therefore, people do it to control people. So it says if you try to control someone through flattery, at the end he will end up. The punishment is that he will end up controlling you. That's what it's saying. So, therefore. So uh, 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 you're going to end up being controlled by him, if you don't control him, then benov, then his children will control you. And if you don't have his children control you, even, his grandchildren will end up controlling you because you flatter the grandfather. Shanema, we have a positive like this. This is an a, a unfortunate series of events. Yirmiah was saying that the Jews have to get ready because of their actions the base Hamidash is going to be destroyed. There was a novice sheker whose name was Hananiah, and he was going around don't worry, in a short time in a couple of years you guys will come back. And when Yirmiah heard that he said this, so Yermia said to Hananiah, you know, from your mouth to God's ears, meaning So, but it, it sounded like he was flattering him, like he's Accepting what he was saying, even though he knew that he was a Russia. And we're going to see that Jeremiah had a downfall through the grandchild of this Hanania. Everyone's bringing Azariah. When you flatter someone, so that's, that's the scenario that happened there. Hanania. So, Amen, Kenya asa Hashem, that Yikom Hashem is Hashem should do like you're saying, that the Mesamita should be rebuilt within two years even though knowing that that wasn't the case but, like, but he, what he meant like say halavai should be that way but, it was, but people, the way it was perceived that he is giving him credence he's backing him up mm. look here when the Borsuch says that uh, he who b'shar ben Yomin, that when Jeremiah was at the gate of ben Yomin, what happened basically is the Chaldeans the Kazdian they uh, were attacking and surrounded the base of Mikdash and they heard that the Egyptians were coming so they ran away. So there was a window of opportunity for Yermia to leave. He was in, trapped in Yerushalayim. So he heard that the Chaldeans, the Kazdimah, the, 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 uh, 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 are leaving. And he wanted to escape before the Egyptians would get there. But what happened was, some of the, the people guarding the gates, they wanted to make sure that nobody leaves. They wanted to so stay, everyone stays. And they thought he's running to join the Khazdimah. So they accused him of, uh, of leaving to join the enemy, right? Desertion. And, what's that? Desertion. Of desertion. And they threw him into a pit, they beat him up, and the one who was, who we're gonna see, was the grandson of this Hananiah that he appeared to have flattered. That's the good. Uh, was at the gate of Baal Bakudos, and there was a person who was a sentry there, was in charge. There's some uh uh yeah, and his name was Uriah ben Shalmayah Shah ben hananiah It was the hananiah who was the false prophet. Fayet fos as your he sees very Hanovi Lamor saying to him, Ella Kazdimatanofel, you are trying to run away to desert to the uh, Chaldeans, and any fellow, says, that's not true, I'm not deserting, and they seized Yirmiya, they brought him to the officers in charge, and they, threw him, they beat him up and put him in a pit. You have a congregation that has in it the quality of flattering, that's considered disgusting, like a menstruant. Ki the congregation of flattery Galmud, is a Galmud. And what is Galmud? She came karkhayam in the islands of the sea, they call a Nida, they call her a Galmudo. My Galmudo, what is actually the etymology of the word Galmudo? Gamula Nibalo, she is separated from her husband. For any uh, congregation that has in it flattery, the sov will ultimately be exiled. The first part of the Pazakh says that the congregation of flattery. Galmud, Okay, can use the word Galmud. and it says over there, this is a Posik it's in Eov, I think. No, in Yeshaya actually. In Yeshaya, the first Posik is in Eov, the second Posik is in, in, in Yeshaya. It says and you'll say in your heart, Me Yaladli as Ka'le, what caused all this to happen to me? Fani, that I'm shakula, I'm bereaved. Uh, the Galmuda, and I am Galmuda, right? We'll see that, 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 that's uh, forsaken. Gola, I've been exiled, with surah, and I am wandering from place to place. You see there's a connection between Galmuda and being exiled, and before we saw flattery brings Galmuda, so flattery brings exile. am Rabbi Abba. Arba Kito There are four groups of people that Hashem does not want in, in His courtyard. They will not see the face of the Shechina. Kas leitzim, the cynics. Kas chanifim, the flatterers. Kas shkorim, those who are deceitful. Kas mesap those who speak lo shino. Kas leitzim, the chsiv, shok yad cho. Es lo remove, you remove, Hashem removes His hand away from the cynics. He doesn't want anything to do with them. Kas chanifim, the kiloi ki loy Hashem does not have before Him anyone that flatters. Uh, will, "...will come." And those uh, who are deceitful, "...that Hashem says, "...those who speak deceitfully will not establish themselves in, front of my, in, in my presence, in front of me." And that Hashem, you are not a God that desires wickedness. "...and wicked, wickedness cannot remain in your presence." And the possibility the partial is to my And Tabu, uh, you are righteous, in your enclosure you will not uh, abo, uh, abide and you cannot have anyone living there that is ra is evil. Oh, wow.